The Free Pizza Podcast is proudly sponsored by Lucky House MFG. Lucky House is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry. They offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more. Stays in. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. You're fat. Free pizza. Free you're pizza. fat. <laughs> Free pizza. Your platform for creatives. And today we have the one and only Gage Owens in here. What's up, Gage? What's up, Dan? How, How you, you doing, doing, man? I'm doing well, bro. It's good to finally yeah, meet you dude. in person. I'm glad to do it, man. I was you know? telling you earlier about how I feel like I already know you, man. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's I small, hear good things. I don't, don't lie to me. <laughs> I hear good things, I know things, everyone man. talking crap about me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that. We'll keep that after show. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's the bonus content. We can talk about all people. <laughs> 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 Gage is here. Jacob's freaking here. We're in Jacob Beeson Studios. Yep. Is there a name of this place yet? Just my name. Jacob Beeson Studios. That's the way to keep it, man. That's the way to keep it, I think. Gage, what's your studio called? You know, man, I kept it. I kept it Go Studio for a long time, and I literally market it now as Gage Owen Studio. And I still have, like, my email still Go Studio NC. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, at a certain point, I just had this transition between, like, am I trying to be a studio, or am I just trying to be me as a producer? Um... And I just kind of got away from the name of it. It just felt more like natural. It felt better to just be me. Yeah, yeah. Because it just it didn't well, I mean, feel like people are hitting yeah. you up. They don't yeah. they don't want your gear in yeah. your space. They want you. Yeah. They want yeah. you. I yeah. want you. Uh, and that's the thing. Is this one? <laughs> <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all coming after me, man. Nah, it is one of those. Um, it is one of those things where it's just like I think people care way more about you than they do what's you know what your studio is in general of course um and i do a lot of projects out of different studios and yeah. it just gets it, it got too messy with like oh i've got this studio but go studio is working at this studio so it's and not it's really like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's yeah. just be me let's just be who i am you yeah. know that you can take that everywhere with you yeah um, yes. And just to clarify for those that are like thinking about building a facility, like that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. We're we we interviewing you as, you know, yeah. Gage, and I think that's the, the thing is like, I don't want to take away from having your own space, but I almost find it, I almost find that it feels better to just call it my space than call it, um, like a specific business name. It feels like, I don't want to feel too corporate ever you know yeah yeah i want to feel I like i want to feel like i'm making relationships with people is like who i am rather than like some place that they come into and and work on stuff you know yeah i yeah. want them yeah. to feel like they worked on this with me not my building you know yeah yes yes i love um, that but yeah i think man i think that's the move jacob i think i'm with this i think just keep it keep it you man yeah this so. is just where you hang out and work <laughs> Sometimes. JV Studios, it yeah. sounds good anyway. Yeah, man. I'm with it. It does. I spend a lot of time in here anyway, so I feel like that's, you know, right, that's man. What, how, how it should stay. 
That's yeah. right. Before we dive into this, we do not interview musicians. This is not a musician interview. <laughs> you record and mix, but this, you're not. We're not talking about bands you play in. Yep. Things. So people yep. always ask me that. Hey, you can you interview my band? Blah blah blah. Yeah. No musicians. This is different. <laughs> this is behind the scenes of recording. Yeah, you know? man. So it's gonna be wonderful and amazing. Absolutely. I'm super excited. I know Jacob's excited too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we gotta take us back in time, Gage. Where does it all start, bro? Man, I think it started right around. I'd say 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just gonna go right against what you just said and talk about bands. Up there, <gasps> <or> whatever. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. We're talking about 2009, 2010 bands. Nobody remembers them anyway. But the good days, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but so, yeah, man, <laughs> kind of. Maybe. <laughs> so I played in bands all through high school, after high school, um, and I've always been a musical person. Um, and you know, playing as bands, we recorded with different different producers over time. And I I always felt pretty interested in it, but it didn't. I don't know that it really clicked for me back then. Um, but right around um, like 2011, 2012, um, I I gotten back into playing a little bit more, writing a little bit more, and I had written a song, it's like a little acoustic song. I, I had a buddy of mine named Richard that was getting into music a little bit too and he kind of gave me that push to um, get back into it a little bit more. And mm-hmm. so I'd written this song and I got like a little two channel interface to record some music on. I would, you know, in my in my 20 year old brain, I was like, dude, this is, you know, you just get this and you put a microphone in it and you press record and then that's like a song you know like yeah. it sounds like it's on the radio and um you know i realized pretty quickly that wasn't the case and i think in my brain i thought well cool i'll just watch some youtube videos and i'll figure this out in like two weeks and um here we are what 2020 <laughs> and you know what I mean? I think I've realized over time that I'm not going to stop learning. That It's just one of those things where I'm just going to keep, you know, there's always going to be something that I'm like, oh, I've never heard, I've never thought of doing that. Um, but anyway, so I, I you know, I, I played around with recording that song. I recorded it. It sounded awful. <laughs> <laughs> you still bad. Have, you still have the recording? Do what? You still have the recording? It's probably somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it's somewhere, man. <laughs> we gotta it's got to it be. I don't know if I was official enough for Dropbox in yet, but it's got to be somewhere. Um, but, yeah, man, I just, you know, I went from there, and then I wrote a couple more songs, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to record into these. But I think there's, there, there came this transition, and I've heard people talk about this before. I've heard the quote of, you got to decide which side of the glass you're going to be on. Mm. You're going to be in the control room or you're going to be a musician on the other side. Oh, wow, yeah. And there was this transition over those years where I really started to like, in my head at first I was thinking, cool, I'm writing these songs and I'm learning these recording things and these mixing tricks that um, that are going to help this song do well. And then it slowly transitioned into like, cool, I'm writing songs so that I can learn more about recording. Um, and I think the main priority went from like these songs that I was writing to I'm just writing songs so I have something to practice on. Because I, I did have a little bit of time there where I was, I, I, I don't know that I would really call it a regret, but 
I had a little bit of time there where I was like, well, these recordings don't sound good, so I'm not going to have somebody else come in and, like, you know, give them this recording that I don't, I don't think I have it figured out yet. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of producers who have done stuff when they were early on, and it just sucked. And But they were probably working with bands that were also like, yeah, we just started, so we suck so too. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of works together. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I did spend a lot of time just writing songs just to record them. Um, and I'd say it was probably late 2017 where I first started having some people in. Um, and it kind of came quick though, because I'd spent so much time working Mm -hmm. on it, but I just started picking up these projects. Um, I guess a little backstory on it. I worked as, um, I worked as a paramedic for about seven years um and yeah i I enjoyed it it was important in you know growing me as who i was working in you know working in the medical field and doing that but it was never like what i loved Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm very like career centered you know i'm Mm -hmm. very like I, i feel like i take a lot of um accomplishment in life out of career yeah. Um, and and I, especially I'm very big on like I want to do something that I love you know it's important to me um, so it wasn't it wasn't I, I enjoyed it but it wasn't what I wanted to do forever right right and uh, so I um, I just started this new job still working as a paramedic but I just started this new job that I I, I didn't love and when I say I didn't love I hated it yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I was I was not happy about it I did not enjoy it. My wife would come out of the um, out of the other room when I was getting ready for work and see me sitting on the bed and walk in and I'd be like, I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it kind of yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good. I would not wish out on anybody because mm. I'd just be sitting there like I just don't want to go there. I want to be there. I just, I'm so trying true. to think, you know, and it kind of coincided with me starting to get a lot of projects yeah. and it was like I had two or three different bands coming in within a matter of a few days and I had to work and um, I, I I wouldn't I'm not going to say that I would recommend this to everyone <laughs> I'm not going to say like I'm not an advocate for like yeah man if you got a creative passion quit your job and go do it <clears throat> but also that's what I did yeah. <laughs> Because this Thursday, before I had sessions, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I had to work on Thursday, and I had some prep to do for these sessions, and I went in to work on Thursday, and I handed my badge to my manager, done. and I walked out, Yo, good <laughs> and my you. manager went, I get it. <laughs> he probably hates his job, yeah. But I think that they knew, too. I think that they knew you that this tell. was just like not, that wasn't me, you know, it just wasn't, yeah. I was, what's that, um... What's that Mark Wahlberg quote from from What's that Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, uh, where he's like, "I'm a peacock, man. I gotta fly." <laughs> but it was, man, it's just one of those like it's one of those things where it was just like it, it wasn't where I was at life anymore. Yeah. And uh, so I went into work. I quit. I that came home. It. I did a few sessions. And our plan for a while, my wife and I, was to just like, all right, we'll find like maybe like a part-time job to kind of for me to to get us through that and you know as time went on I kept getting sessions and um kept finding these different avenues to to make money as a as a as a 
studio engineer, but um, you know, find different little like I, I do. I do a lot of live sound stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I've you know I, I wouldn't call it like part of my job, but I you know I've, I've helped a few people build on studio stuff and um, yeah. you know just finding things that that I enjoy doing that involve this this world um and uh man I just you know I, I think I finally found that thing where I was like you know this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing yeah and yeah. it's it's cool because my wife is also like no this is what you're supposed to be doing you know right. and I mean that. it's not like it's one of those things where I stopped and I where like I didn't like there were points when I quit my job that you know we're broke as hell yeah. and I'm like yeah. I, I'll quit doing this that's you know true, yeah. and um, that's where I gotta shout my wife on I mean it's just she was always like no you're not gonna quit shout out to Katie yeah <laughs> Katie's like you're not that's gonna quit it. hell yeah you're Katie. gonna do this you know this is what you're supposed to do it's gonna be hard and uh, you know yeah and uh, yeah and I mean I might you know I, I think it, it's still hard sometimes but especially you know we're in COVID world right now, but um, everything's hard for everybody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. and spe- I mean, especially like the entertainment industry, man. It's just take a hit on it. Um, I think a lot of us have adapted, but um, you know, there's still hard times. But she's always been like, "No, nah, this is what you do. This is what you're supposed to do." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I feel that a lot in life with it. It's just, um, I wanted to do something that I felt some meaning on. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, take us back to those. Uh, those first few bands, like yeah, how was man. it working with your first, you know, first project? Yeah, any jitters, any anything that you, any mistakes you made, anything like that? A lot of jitters, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, uh, well, so I guess, I guess, let me give you a little bit of background on that too. Um, while I was still working at that job, I, I decided that I was going to take it a little bit more serious. So I'd started sending out emails to guys, and being like, hey do y'all do internships is this something that y'all are willing to do and I sent message after message after message and um I had uh you know a lot of guys were really cool about it um they said I mean they said no (laughs) but they were cool about saying no they weren't like you know um but uh there's a studio in Charlotte called Susu Studio um that uh the the guy the guy that owns the studio his name's Chris Waldorf um really great guy and he he messaged me back and he was like hey man um you know I, I we could how about we have you down and we'll just talk and um I came down there and we hung out for a little bit um I we went and got some lunch and he talked about like what I was hoping to get out of doing something like this and um. I think I ended up coming back and like soldering some cables for him, and he was like, "Actually, he was like, it's gonna sound weird because I'm an audio engineer. But I don't know how to solder cables, so I'm, I might like look over your really? shoulder and see, and see, you know, figure That's out how crazy. to do this." Um, which is kind of funny because like I kind of knew how to solder, but you know, I mean, not like you know, I knew well enough, but I wasn't like, oh, "I'm gonna teach some people." You know, let me, let me teach the master yeah, class you, you on could soldering. Get it done, but you weren't like doing it <laughs> yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay. sitting there like, "All right, man. Well, <laughs> let me Google the the XLR configuration real quick before I do this." But, yeah. Um, so but, Chris was the first one to like really take a yeah yeah opportunity for um, you. Chris was and um, 
Chris was the first one. As far as internship stuff go, um, Chris was. Um, and there's, there's so Chris works down there. There's another guy that works down there named Jason Scribone. Um, and both of them are they both engineer out there all the time. Um, and uh, after that, it was kind of like, hey, why don't you come sit in on some projects? And um, that's kind of where some of the studio build stuff came. Like I had started building my own space at that point, and he saw this accent wall that I did, and he was like, hey, dude, could you come do that here? Um, wow. And uh, so he he had me come down, and we built a whole new vocal booth down there, and um, I redid another room for him because I had a little bit of a, of a like a construction carpentry background um i you know I, enough um enough to be dangerous enough yeah. to be dangerous. get yourself into these situations right. where you gotta build Absolutely. a vocal it's like the soldering thing man it's like yeah dude i know how to do this it's like yeah. a fake it till you make it thing you're just like yeah man i <laughs> just go in another room and don't watch while i'm, and, and daniel, while I'm watching youtube videos <laughs> daniel if you were wondering who i'm gonna call when i do my renovations <laughs> but so he was like hey man let's do this he was like i, I want to make it worth your time like what how about i trade you some studio time um so after i sat in and honestly just i guess in a sense of i interned on some projects for him but i was really kind of sitting in on them you know, um, which is pretty cool that he was willing to let me come in and just sit in on stuff. Yeah, and he'd have awesome. me. He'd have me like, "Hey, can you run this cable real quick or something?" But it wasn't like he wasn't giving me like some specific job. He was kind of letting me take it in. You know, um, so I did that with Chris and with Jason. And um, after that, when I built that new vocal booth for him, he was like, "How about I trade you like this many days of not charging you a studio fee?" Oh wow! And uh, you can bring a band down here, and he, I mean, he kept saying he was like, "I want you to, I want you to get to experience recording on some better gear." Yeah, like that was his big thing is I want you to see like what it's like to work on something right. better. Um, and I think you know I don't know if his plan was to um, to have me like still charge him and not have to pay a studio fee or whatever, but I, I did the first project I did I did for free because studio time was for free and oh, it's yeah. kind of funny man it's a band that I still have a really good relationship with um, and still do work with They're a band named Shiloh Hill um, okay. and uh, Nick and Mamie are husband and wife and they, they both play in that band and um, I'd like I'd send them a Facebook message and was like hey guys I really like your music and um, I didn't know this at the time but they had self recorded before oh wow and um so I was like, hey, you know, I'm really into your music and, you know, I would love to work with you on something. I have this opportunity that I have this good studio um, that we can work out of. They, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Taking Back Sunday has done their last few albums there. So that's like the, that was like the name <laughs> drop. I was like, dude, Taking Back Sunday's worked here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so. If it's good enough for them, yeah, it should be good man, enough for you, right? Yeah. But, um, so we we went down uh, he he talked to me about it and he was like hey why don't you come to we've got a show um a place in the winston called the monster cade i don't know if y'all heard of that yes, but yeah yeah so he's like we got yes. we got a show at the monster cade this friday why don't you come and we'll talk and so i went and saw him play and it's funny because we talk about we've talked about it now nick and i um the lead singer of the band he's he's like you know we 
we didn't know, like, if you were to show up and be some weirdo. Oh, yeah, that's pretty true. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just some <laughs> random. He goes, this is literally his quote. He was like, man, I normally when people offer you something free on Facebook, like, they're full yeah. of shit, you know? Either like they're full not, of shit or yeah. it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just drive so to Charlotte was, for this opportunity. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So he, was, he was like, man, I, don't, I didn't know, like. Um, and I showed up, and after they sat, we ta- sat and talked for like an hour. Um, and he was like, "Well, we got this single." He's like, "We want to do a sing. How about we do a single with you? We're, we're, we got this album planned, but how about we do a single with you?" And it's funny because I also have had this conversation with Nick and Mamie that um, they they he was like, "Dude, we planned on giving you like one of our crap songs." <laughs> he was like, we were oh, not wow. going to give you a good one. And he was, and, and Mamie always, we did a song called Gardens, which is a great song. And um, Mamie's always like, yeah, I don't really know how you ended up with Gardens. Like, I don't know how that happened that we were like, we'll get that him. But it turned out great, and they were super excited about it. And um, it, that album they ended up doing, they did with me last year. Um, That's awesome. Awesome. But, uh, That's awesome. But yeah, man, it was just that hustle of like, I'm gonna talk to some people. I'll go to shows. I'll yeah. I'm gonna network and meet with some people. And um, you know, we did that one. Um, and uh, it's slowly after that, I just kind of started to meet new people. And um, I think it felt good to have. I also had projects that uh, with people that would. You know, there's a certain point where you you have to branch out and work. Like everybody's only gonna have so much music that they're gonna put mm-hmm. out. I can't be like, I've got one artist and they're going to pay for my life, you know? <laughs> they're going to pay my mortgage. But uh, but I have had a lot of repeat business over the years. That's awesome. Which, is, which, I mean, I think that that is just, just feels good. It's good to know that they're not like, that they're leaving and they're like, all right, we're, we want to work with him again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, you know, I, I kind of started to network with a few people and, and get a few different artists in and work with them. And um, over time, that would kind of develop into new relationships, over, you know, with different artists that um, it just kind of blossomed from there, man. It, you know, it, steadily over time. And I think it, it still is and it always will. But, um, but that was kind of the, the tipping point of like, you know, I got these projects to work on and yeah. I had a job I hated and that's good enough for me, man. That's fucking, Here's my badge. That's freaking awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So that's kind of, that was the first kind of big thing you did was a single, Gardens. Yep. And then yep. after that, you probably felt amazing. And then yep. were you going to any more bands in Charlotte? Um, yeah, so I did, I, I did a good amount of projects in Charlotte after that. Um, and I, I think that like, I think the bigger thing that I noticed, I, I guess working in Charlotte, um, but I work, I, I guess I expected to end up like trying to market myself to Charlotte people, but really? I ended up working with a lot more Winston and Greensboro people that, no way you um, were. Yeah, yeah, that we just went down to Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, but then over time, I had um, this is it's kind of funny, but um, a band that I've worked with, I, I did a single for a band called Never Home, um, a pop punk band, and they're out of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decided to come work with me in High Point, um, 
which you know I charge a little less at there. It's a smaller place, and you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, Susu in Charlotte has been around since two, the year two thousand. Like he's wow. he's had a little bit of time to collect gear that that I have <laughs> Just not. Just a little bit. Um, I was I was nine in the year two thousand, so <laughs> he was collecting you know two mics in two thousand while I was like. I don't know, in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Picking your nose in yeah, class. Yeah, I had a crush on Sally or whatever, you know. We had different priorities at that point in life. Um, but, uh, so, Never Home reached out to me and they were like, hey, we got this project we're going to do. Uh, it's just a single. And they were like, we want to do it with you. And it, it, the guy from Never, what, the guitarist from Never Home, um, I I played in a band with him in high school. Oh, cool. Um, and then the drummer of Never Home, I've just known for years um, through mutual friends. So they knew me, and they were like, we would like to do it with you. Um, but, you know, we've, we've kind of got a budget on this one, and we're wondering if we could do it at your place in High Point. And it's kind of funny with that one, because that was the first project that I was going to be doing fully at my place in High Point. Mm. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm nervous about it, but... You know, because I think I think people who do what I and Jacob do, you, you get caught up in the gear. You know, like you're like, oh, but you know, I want to work on this Neve thing, and your artist <laughs> is like, I don't know what a Neve is, so exactly. I don't think I care. Like, you'll never get <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's so cool. Like we think it's so cool, but they're like, oh, there's knobs, and I did see my favorite thing. I'm I'm gonna get off on a tangent for a minute. My favorite thing, I'm looking for this part for this old console that I've got right now. And I'm so I'm looking for one that someone's selling that's like broken but four parts. And, you know, all, all the consoles have the faders on them. You know, if, if anybody who doesn't know, they slide up and down. It's like an old, it's an old Allen Heath console. Oh, man, we're going to talk about that. It's Bobby. <laughs> but, um, but so I've been looking for this one part for it that I need for it. And so I've been searching all over eBay and the I found one that was four parts and this guy had it listed and it said and I know not everybody knows what a fader is but for anyone who doesn't they're what you see the audio engineers pushing up and down um, and this guy goes the slot a couple of the slotting buttons are missing but <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, all right, cool. That guy found that somewhere. Yeah, he <laughs> it was has not no his. Idea what this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's um, nice. But anyways, um, oh man, I got myself off topic. Where were we at? Yeah, on that? Oh, never, with, home, um, never home. Never home. home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were coming up, and um, I was real nervous about doing this first project at my home studio because it was just you know like I haven't done anything there. Smaller place. You know, I've got good gear, but it's not like the studio. It, it's good gear, but it's not in the quantity that's there, you know? Mm. Like, I've got, um, it's, you know, I, my, I've i always, and I still intend my home studio to be kind of like an overdub studio, to come in and do, like, a guitar, or, like, to come in and do vocals, like, one at a time, but not, like, let's record a band here at one time. And that's why I've always, like, my business model has always been built around working, and that's why I say, you know, I've refer myself more to the producer because a lot of conversations I have are are let's figure out where we're gonna do this you know like let's rent out a studio that's worth this um, and we can overdub some stuff at my place 
and we can go back and fill in the gaps on that stuff. But um, this was going to be the first one I was doing there, and they came up and they recorded it, and I mixed it, and it was my. I had just done another song at Susu, and it was like this song. I felt like the mix on it just blew the other one out of the water. I mean, wow. I legitimately don't remember what the other one was. So whoever's mix was the other one. Sorry, but I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm not knocking anybody's mix, but I just, I, I remember that thought of just like, I thought that like, oh, this gear is making the difference. And, and the point is that I had them come in. The Free Pizza Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. From Charlotte, you know, I'm working in a studio in Charlotte, and they drove from Charlotte to High Point, mm-hmm. and um, and it turned out great, you know, and it was that. just like, but it also just turned out like we had fun while we were doing it, you know. They were really, I think that I think I figured that out over so out over time. It's just like it's also about just the experience that people have when they come mm-hmm. in, you know, what I man. Like mm-hmm. you can hear that and what they put out just if they were in a good place when they were there or if they were stressed out while they were there, if they were mm-hmm. nervous or frustrated or, you know, it's not easy to go in a studio, especially like you do a full-length album. You Someone's going to get mad at someone at some point, you know? Yes. People are going to get mad at each other. Yes. Um, it's a long process, and, you know, that's part of what I do is just to mitigate that and to... Get, keep them in a good headspace and keep them in a place where they can be creative and don't have to worry about the distractions. Right. And I think that's what we did there that day. And if you do that, it doesn't matter where you're doing it. You know, it, you know, I mean, you got a microphone, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But, yeah. I feel like you, uh, it shows you care as well. And I've talked to Jacob about this, about other studios I've been in with other um, recording engineers. And that yeah. definitely matters on how to how the music comes. Mm-hmm. There was the, the outcome of the music of how the engineers work with the musicians. So that's, that's freaking awesome that you do that. Yeah, man. I think so. I think that I've had this conversation so many times, but I, I didn't realize how relational this job was when mm-hmm. I got into it. You know? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how... Like, we, we just talked about Charlotte Hill. Like, my wife and I go eat with Nick and Mamie all the time. You know? Yeah. Like, we, we just go hang out. Actual and, friends. Yeah. They turn into a relationship yeah. you have, yeah. And I think that that's every artist that I've worked with there's mm-hmm. I, there's not an artist that I've worked with where I'm not like oh we've built a relationship over time you know um, it's never like you come in I'm gonna put a microphone in your face and I'm gonna go in the other room and then I'll see you later you know yeah it's always just like I I have to and I mean you know I said this before like I'm a talker I have to being a producer I also have to keep an eye on timelines cause mm. you know at the end of the day we're paying for stuff by the day or whatever and mm. then we can't waste it all talking but you know I I've I've had times where I have to you know we end up talking for a little while and I'm like alright we actually do have to record some stuff you know <laughs> um, but I think that's so important I think that's important to artists too is what I figured out is just like it's less about like like what we were just talking about like we're, we'll nerd out about this gear but they care less about the gear and more about can I spend 12 hours yes 
in a day with this guy mm-hmm. and like especially on top of that like do something that's pretty personal to them you know like to to do something that that means a lot to them in front of you um and to trust you with that and like are, are you the type of person that they feel comfortable with doing that you know mm, I love that. like that means more to them than you know what a need is you know yeah right um, you have a crazy security yeah. world but if you're a pain in the butt to work with it yeah doesn't, it doesn't really matter you know yeah I love that I hope people who are artists um, are listening to that and writing that down in their heads yeah I don't care what you have if you're a copy person it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah just to say it I have uh, plenty of customers that have come to me mm. after they worked at some big studios mm-hmm. with you know mm-hmm. this person yeah. with a bunch of awesome gear who was a total asshole and they yeah. had a bad time and yeah. they were like yeah, we'll come to your shitty home studio. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have way more fun, and it'll yeah. turn out better. Exactly. I want to work with this guy. Like, if, if you know, if yeah. it turns out, you know, and I think that's one of those things we run into too, where, um, especially like evolving in this job, is just like you know that it's not like I know I've done a lot of research on the progression of recording music over the years. I know you have too, Jacob, but it's one of those things where it's like you know before you had to put all this money into recording and having a recording studio and like it wasn't that accessible you know like whoever on their at home wrote whatever song couldn't get in the studio and do it mm-hmm. and you know we adapt as time goes on and we're, we're figuring out you know that recording gear is much more affordable now it goes into the same thing of why i even started this job because recording gear was affordable and then i learned the lesson that <laughs> you can afford the gear but you can't that mean you're gonna use it yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but you know i think we adapt over that like it's accessible and you know if you've got some giant studio with some guys an asshole and then you've got you know a studio that um has gear that you know it may not have cost them a hundred thousand dollars but they can do it you know they can you know they you can get the same result out of it if they know what they're doing and if you feel good and you perform well it's it's doable yeah you know yeah i think we're i think like that's just the shift and you know this this career for artists and producers um I, I I think it's a positive shift. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where, and it is one of those things too where I've had musicians come in, like like I said, the Charlotte Hill band that I worked with, they they self recorded their first album, and Nick mm-hmm. was like, "Hey man, we're gonna keep working with you because I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to take the time to learn this. Yeah. I don't care about it. I'm a musician, and this is what I care about. And there is something to say about." like being a producer to just have people come in and you just let them worry about the music mm. like it's such a it's such a it takes you out of your mindset if you've got to stop and adjust something or if something technical goes wrong and now you takes you an hour to trace down and you don't want to play guitar after that, you know? <laughs> yeah. mentally drained. So it's one of those things where, like, I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it as a positive because, you know, I mean, I think it helps people with songwriting if they can record demos and people write in different ways now. 
And, you know, I look at it as a positive. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that it's just the evolution of this job over time. Yeah. I love that you say it's a positive. Because, I mean, as a photographer, it's easy to get cameras yeah. and stuff now. So people ask me if I get They got iPhones now, man. Exactly. <laughs> They're phenomenal. And I, yeah. that doesn't discourage me at all. I, yeah. think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. You know, so I think we have the same uh, thought process yeah. on that for sure. So Absolutely, awesome. man. I mean, it's like, cool, we got iPhones now. Now I can ca- take cool pictures without my camera. Hey, you know? I, I'm with it. <laughs> yeah. I use mine all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think we can all look at a picture that someone actually edited well versus one that has an Instagram filter on it and yep. know the difference, you, you know? know? You know? It's also cool to me that you can, speaking of phones, you can have a garage band on your phone now. That's right. You do that yeah. People to record whole albums yeah. sitting on their couch yeah. with their feet on you Driving know, down the road. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Don't do right. that. <laughs> Gage does that. He, he's a riff in his head. I, I, I know, man. I want to see somebody like driving down the road and somebody's like beating on a, on a drum kit on garage band. <laughs> Swerving all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it out of my head. Get out of my head. Yeah, he can't produce and drive, man. <laughs> can't produce and drive. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I guess guys, <laughs> through after the Never Home had a great experience. Yeah. I mean, working with uh, Shadow Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. So take us through. There's a few between there, but you know. Yeah. 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 But so those are those are kind of milestones in your career yeah. being like the first few that have been going really well and. Because yeah. after that, did you kind of build up your home studio and get more clientele, or how? Yeah, did you, yeah. How did I've you um, I've definitely put some focus on building my home studio in the right way. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm taking the strategy, of kind of taking it slow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of um, good spaces that I can work out of locally, and you know, in Charlotte, I, I've I've done a few, I've done a good amount of projects with Susu in Charlotte. Um, Sick. Um, I'm good buddies with a, a producer in High Point um, that Jacob and I both know. Well, I guess all three of us know. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Elijah. Yeah, Elijah. Yeah, Elijah. 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 Um, and, you know, we we go back to, that's why I say, you know, the first one that responded. Um, Steven, if you're Susu, listening to this. Steven. Yeah, yeah if you're listening to this, you're going to be on here one day. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get oh, you. Oh, we talked about this the other day. Oh. Gracious with your he, presence. Y'all call him. He's our Moby Dick. He's like the big white whale that keeps getting away. You call him. <laughs> Just a, keep bugging him. Oh, I will. He's a legend. <laughs> but so, Stephen, uh, it's, you know, we he graduated a year before me in high school, and he recorded one of my first bands. Um, and actually, he recorded both of my first bands. But um, And his... his Behind his parents' house in their detached garage, yep. which I Was think Pearl, we've Pearl all Street been to. Street, yes. We've all been to. Yeah. That's when I um, met him. But uh, so, you know, we knew each other from then. But uh, he was one that I reached out to about internships, and it's funny because not only did I reach out to him about internships, but he's the only one that I just kept emailing. Him. <laughs> I got sent him like three emails, and. Um, I didn't actually realize his wife's working as his assistant, and uh, she she's getting these emails like, "Who is this guy?" And she responded to me at one point. I was like, "Hey, I passed along Stephen," um, and Stephen got back to me. He's like, "Hey, man, so you know we've got the studio in our house. Um, I don't really know how to structure internships right now, but why don't you just come by and we'll hang out?" Um, I love that. That's and awesome. uh, that's what we did. I, I came over to his house. Um, and when was that? This was probably end of 
2017. Oh, wow. Okay, so this um, is the High Point house. Yep. Okay. Um, I went and uh, so I went by there. Yeah, I, I never did check out the Asheboro place, but um, but so I went by there and we just hung out and talked. And um, in, in true Steven fashion, he was like, Hey, I got some, some gear over to um, this place that I'm storing at. You want to help me out real quick? <laughs> in the best of ways though because it was just one of those things where like we also he's like I gotta leave but we're having a good conversation while we keep talking yep you just ride with me you know that's awesome and um we talked and I think I th- I feel like we really connected um through that conversation and we stayed in touch through that and um I mean he's become one of my best friends um over the years from that and but honestly like a, a good friend but um, a mentor too and a lot of stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, he's he's I send him mixes constantly to be, just be like hey just break these down for me just tell me um, and and Steven is a good friend that he's not gonna um, sugarcoat you know and that's not what I want I don't want you to those are friends you he's need he's gonna be honest yeah he's gonna be honest um, I, ha- I have a story to tell yes. you about. Um, no, 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 we're not gonna do it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. About Steven I'm gonna, not sugarcoating you. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> you I'm need saving, it sometimes, man. I'm saving it for his podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna put his gonna ass on blast. Him. But You're I'll tell you after him. the podcast. Yeah, I'm telling everyone um, you need friends like that. You do, you, man. You really Especially do. in a creative yes. world, man. Yes. I don't need smoke blowing up my ass about this. No. I don't need someone to tell me like I'm doing good when. I can be doing this better. And that's not, and not only do I not need that, it's not what I'm looking for. Mm. Like, if I send a mix to someone that I'm really proud of, I'm still looking for them to tell me what I can improve on. Yes. Um, because I want to get better. Like, I want to keep growing. I've, I've realized over time I'm not going to stop growing in this. Um, but, so, you know, him and I became good friends, and um, he, he taught me a lot over the years, and I've, I've started to do some stuff out of his place, but, you know, getting back to growing my place, I'm kind of growing it in a structure of, um, you know, knowing that I have um, some options to offer people too. That like, hey, we can take your stuff here, we can take your stuff here. Oh, so horrible. Um, yeah, and you know, we can we can track stuff in these studios, and we can work on some other things in my studio, and mm. um, you know, kind of feeling out. It's almost like hiring a session musician too it's almost like you know let me think on what place is gonna feel the best for them you know Mm -hmm. what place is gonna match their vibe um so I'm kind of structuring it now around and sometimes it may be my place you know because I've done a lot of projects here lately that are just done at my place and they've turned I you know some of the ones I've done lately at my place are some they're they're great or something I mean I guess they should be some of the best ones I've done if you look at a timeline. Yeah. Of like, you, you should know, always but, be getting better. Yeah, 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 but, you know, I mean, I've done some here lately that were all at my place that were incredible, you know? And I, I think it does... I did hear a quote one time, too, talking about, like, you know, hearing them get better. I, I, I heard someone talk about how as you grow as a mix engineer and a producer your gear will grow with you and your clientele will grow with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a sense, like, you know, when I started and when I really started taking clients in 2017, um, in 20, well, I guess it was 2018 when I started to, but um, 
I had no business recording like a big name band, you know, like there was, I didn't know I was doing well enough and I didn't have any business doing that. Um, and not to say that the bands that I worked with, you know, I say the bands that we talked with then aren't good, but you know, they were also, um, just kind of starting their, you know, they were, they were not far into recording either. Um, and you kind of grow from that and, uh, build up from that. Yeah. And I think that that also is one of the things of like, you know, I do some stuff in my home studio, but like the last project I did, I had Joe Mustin playing drums. Yeah. So of course the drums sounded good because he's good, you know? No, you're not. Like Joe. it didn't take a lot of, yeah. You know, it's Joe, funny about, Joe will, Joe yeah. will tell you he's not good. Joe is a liar. Spe- speaking of Joe, uh, <laughs> shout out Joe. I was just recording a band uh, last weekend and we were talking about him yeah. and some guys that know him. Yep. And somebody made the comment that you can attest because you've recorded them. Yep. They were like, no, 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 no. Joe doesn't play to a metronome. A metronome plays to Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have a funny story about that, but I do want to say this about Joe. It, like, I, he's just that type of person, too, though, where he's going to be humble about his drum playing, but he's he's just that kind of person where also he's... We were talking about him the other day, and we were like, Joe is literally the person who, if you're like, oh man, I don't like my, I don't have a shirt, like you know, you talk about someone who will give you a shirt off their back. Yes. And if you're like, I don't have a shirt, Joe would literally be like, oh dude, I didn't want to wear this anyway. You can have it. He literally. You, you, ha- you, you, you want it? And you'd be like, no man. He's like, no, no, no. See, I wasn't. I didn't want this. I wanted to go shirtless today, actually. You know. <laughs> have it. Like man, one of the best people in this world. But um, I, funny thing, uh, the metronome thing. Uh, there's a funny thing. I've done a few projects where Joe's played on. This is this was probably like the fourth project I've done that Joe's played on for me. And I've always noticed this, but I never figured out it was until this last project that I did. And I I I took one mic and I really listened in closely because I'd always hear this noise and I always thought it was like the like the creaking of his kick drum or something and but then I was like oh but there's a there's a different pedal this time and I couldn't figure it out and I finally figured it out and I texted Steven and I said hey Joe hums when he plays and Steven was like yeah he does <laughs> and I was like I've been trying to figure out what this noise is for two years oh like God. literally and it's not like you don't it's not loud enough that it like mess unless you like really soloed in on one mic you you don't notice it in the mix it's not like it's detrimental to the mix but if you're like doing what we do where you really zone in on one mic and then you're like what what, what is, is that, that? Nice. um but i figured it out i finally figured it out oh my god um, that's so funny but he's all i mean that kind of speaks to too he's just one of those people he, he gets into a song when he's playing it man he really dives in yes. deep and he was this project we did he was diving into like um, he was diving into like, hey, what were those lyrics that that she just said? And he was like, all right, well, um, like there was a lyric that was like the ground is shaking now, and he's like, all right, cool, play back. And I played it back, and he's doing this tom part over it, and it was like he's just playing to the lyrics and the music, wow. and just, oh, it's like that's the next level. Yeah, that's like I'm not just gonna play this. I'm not just playing some part. You I'm, know, I'm playing. I'm playing the song. Yes. You know, yeah, and it's not even the song; it's his. But he's like, I'm gonna play this song, you know. I love that. Yeah, man. Shout out to Joe Mustin. I've been in studio with that guy a couple of times. <laughs> Amazing individual. One of the best, man. Yes. 
So you think about all these bands you've worked with. So mm-hmm. what is your process in making these albums come to life? So I... It's funny, man. I talk about Steven being a, a mentor to me. I'm going I'm to regurgitate some things that he's no, taught fine. me Please over time. Do. But he, one, thing, one thing that he told me is that that I took from him is that he always meets with people before he has a project with mm, them. And I, I took that. that from him. Um, and I always, anytime someone comes to me with a project, if I haven't, if I've worked with you, then, you know, we can book a date and you can come in. And we already know each other, whatever. Yeah. We, ain't yeah. no, we ain't getting no coffee. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, bring it, it yeah. Bring yeah. it with you. Yeah, bring your guitar and sit down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people I hadn't ever worked with, I'm always like, all right, we have to get up and talk. Um, there's just, I think is important, and that was the conversation me and Stephen had of just like imagine someone that you've never met. You walk into a room and they sit you down and put a mic in front of you, and they walk in another room. And like, all right, play this personal song for me, and yeah, you don't know me, but go, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I always start there. I always start with let's just get up and talk, and um you can get to know me and figure out if I'm even someone you want to work with, you know? Very true. Um, I'm not bringing a contract for us to have coffee. Like, let's just talk and you figure it out too mm-hmm. if I'm, if we vibe. Um, but I think that in those conversations, I start to figure out what their vision is for it, you know? Um, yeah, like, there was a guy um, that I worked with, I guess, beginning of last year. Um maybe a little bit earlier but uh, his name's Ryan Bonner and he's a guy at Durham Um, he's a dad with three kids Um, and he's a very musical person he's he's had music in his life for a long time he's got a lot of songs he's written and and most of them are about his family Um, and you know he had like a song that was written about each of his kids and you know he kind of came into it with like you know I I, I don't want to say it like he didn't care whether these songs made it big or whatever, you know. I don't want to say it in that perspective, um, but I think that his goal in it through our conversation was very like, yeah, I want to have these songs so like my kids can listen to them later in life, you know. I think that was his main motivation in all this. And, um, you know, taking away from those conversations what they want out of it, I think helps structure it too, you know. Um, you know, I mean, we talk about like stylistically what they play and um, like references and you know what artists they listen to a lot, what um, what they're going for, but also like why they're doing it. You yeah. know, why yeah. why do you want to put out these songs? Um, and for him, it was very like you know these songs are about my family and um, you know I I took that as like oh this is very personal to you this is not just like this is not just like oh I'm hoping some people listen to it on Spotify this is like I want to I want to be 80 and let my kids hear this you know um so I took that and we just made it very we gave it that vibe we made it um like there were songs that were kind of fun and playful and we we leaned into that and like we did group vocals and his wife sang on some of the group oh, vocals gosh, and awesome. um I went to his little EP release that he did in Durham, and his his daughter got up and sang the song that was about her with him, and it was oh, like, man. yeah, man, That's and so you know, cool. you take it, you take every project 
figuring out things like that, I think, are more important than figuring out stylistic stuff. Like, what do you, what do you want? What are you hoping to get out of this? Yeah. Um, and I think everybody has their. I don't think there's any less merit in anybody's reason for wanting to record music, but um, I think it's important to know like what they hope, what, what they hope to get out of it, what their goal is. Um, and uh, I think that that helps structure a lot of it. Mm. Um, and we definitely do. Um, I tend to be. I think I realize this about myself as a. Um, I guess as a creative and like a a musician or a producer or, or whatever vein this would fall into, but um, I've always been I always hated songwriting, like coming up with an idea out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ne- that was never my forte, but um, when some someone else bringing me a, another idea, I was always very good at like, oh, I can picture the big picture on this. Like you bring me an acoustic and a vocal. And I can picture these things around it, and I can help you. Like, I'm not gonna be the guy. I'm not gonna be like, we should do this drum thing here, and I'm not gonna be the guy who's like, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> um, but I've also just growing up playing music. I guess it helps that I've surrounded myself with musicians over the years. Yeah. And luckily for me, they decided to get good. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, so you know, I've I kind of came into this whole thing with like a decent network too of people who I could call and be like, hey, I've got this project and I think you would and you know to have like, I don't just have like, it's not like I'm looking at like oh I have one drummer and this is the guy you know like yeah. I can look at like hey I think you would be great for this, um, I think that like, I think that you would fit well with who this person is and that you would be able to vibe with them well um and to be able to start structuring some of those things and um kind of build that big picture for them you know yeah. like I may do some pre-production stuff for them where I may like program some drums that I'm just like let's get the idea like let's help you picture this um I wish I and also though like I'll I'll program drums and I'll send them to the drummer and be like, all right, I took the program drums out because I want to I want to influence you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want I want you to hear something in your head or like to to take away the opportunity for you to hear something in your head. But um, you know I I think it's getting that vision of what they why they're even doing this in the first place, and then running with that into how we're going to structure this and. I think that's the coolest thing about doing it. I, I mean, I think you probably speak this too, Jacob, but it's, I think that's the coolest thing is seeing someone bring you an idea and then you get to see it to the end where it's alive, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's why I love this job is just like... You get to go the, through the evolution of yeah. it. Yeah. I've, I've always liked, um, I've always equated it to like, you know, and like... People say like, oh, "I love." I'm, I'm I'm like a gift giver. Like I love seeing people's face when they open their gift. Or like, I like to cook because I love to watch people eat what I cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. And I'm not saying that in a sense of like me. Like, oh, I love. I love them to come back and like I, I send them a final mix, and I love them to think that I'm great or something. But I love seeing them see this idea in their head all of a sudden be come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. be what it is. You know. <laughs> Um, it's a great feeling. Yeah. For and I think, yeah, I think that that's one of those things that's just like, 
you get to you get to be with them from step one of we're meeting the coffee for coffee to step whatever where we're we're done you know this is this is a project now like yeah. we've we've made this how you're ready to put it out and let the world hear it yeah um and you get to you get to take that journey with them and i think that's what makes it so relational is you know yeah you you get to see them through that finish line it's just an extremely personal i guess adventure yeah you know what i'm saying that has to feel good for you when the artist absolutely comes man. out absolutely. Like how they want and all that so but i'm curious like through this process obviously artists hit roadblocks so how do you help them get out of of funks. Sorry, I was beer sitting there. You're good. Jacob provided the beer. Jacob did. Um, like getting them through roadblocks on some of those things. Yeah, like when they're writing or it's not coming out. Yeah, envisioned. How do you come in? To it's funny, that? man. I um, it just made me think of it. I I recently got into um, I don't know if any, I don't know if any, either of y'all have ever gotten into like the enneagram stuff. Um, or like I the Myers Briggs stuff. Yes, I, I found out that my enneagram type is called the peacemaker, um, and uh, I tend to be I tend to be a, I tend to be a type of person I think in any situation where I just want to keep the vibe good. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm not. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know that. I, I, well, I think over the years I've gotten better at working on at telling people what they need to hear you know yeah um because it is part of what not just part of what i do but it, i mean it's important you know you you should you should value that but i'm a, I, I definitely am a personality type too where i'm very um i want to um just keep a good vibe in places and i think i've always done well at that um and I tend to, I tend to look at a lot of stuff, you know, where we, where we may have some, you know, where we may be working on a project where someone feels a little bit more, um, out of their, out of their zone, or that they're not, that they're not feeling the vibe. And I, I think that I think that a lot of times that's, like we were talking earlier about trying stuff, you know, mm, yeah. um, getting artists to like try something. Um, something weird, you know. Yeah. Um, hit them with that little switch them up, you know. <laughs> so what about this? Um, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I think that's part of the reason why I got into this too, is because I've always been interested in like sounds, you know. Mm. I've always, I, 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 I think I realized over a certain amount of time that I, that I and a lot of other people listen to music differently. Um, I listen to music and I, I like, I'll be riding down the road and I'll like rewind a song because I'm like oh, I want to hear how that like violin was interacting with that guitar at that moment and like I'm I'm not like just singing along I'm like seeing how these notes were harmonizing together on these instruments and how they're how they're playing together and um, but also at the same time I get interested in like like there was a I think it was Brothers on a Hotel Bed by Death Cab. Death Cab. Yes. They did. Uh, there's a little noise at the beginning of this, and it just it sounds to me like rainfall almost. That's, mm-hmm. that's you know, it doesn't, but that's always how I pictured it in my head. Like that's the only yeah. way I could describe it. And I found out from someone that it was they recorded someone just gently running their fingers across the top of a 
grand piano, the just the strings on, just gently running across. Wow. And it gets this little like rainmaker waterfall sound that's in the background of that song. And I've always been nerdy about stuff like that. Um, that's cool. So I've always taken the projects too. Like I'm always want to try something. You know, I'm going to try something weird. Sometimes you got. Sometimes you gotta convince some people on some things. Yeah. Um, I did put one of Shadow Hill songs. I did put the sound of a ratchet spinning. Um, I, I brought Nick over to do mix mix notes, and I was like, I'm not gonna tell you what I did. I'm just gonna like hear it, and he heard it, and he goes, "Did you put a ratchet in my song, Cage?" <laughs> Is that? And I'm like, Yeah, man. He's like, You put a ratchet in my song, and it stayed. <laughs> it made the final cut. But that sounds great. Yeah, Nick knows. Um, Dude, but anyway, that's, that's so, so fun. Of like, I know. I love well, that. And they have like a little bit of a modest mouse vibe to them. Yeah. And like they modest mouse does like these noises, like shit. weird noises that but are that are cool and that like make you interested. You know. And I love stuff like that. I mean, I love little things that you're just like, what was that? Yeah. You know, like it's not just like, oh, this is a. G chord, you yeah. know, <laughs> dude. I always, I always, and yeah. I always frame it depending on the client. Like, you know, you got to gauge your audience, obviously. Yeah. But it's always like, all right, you guys are ready to get weird. Yeah, like, let's get weird let's and do something weird. super weird yeah. that I haven't done before. We'll yeah. see if it's terrible or not. Yeah, like, let's just do it. It's fun. I think that that's one of those things I do take into some of those moments where it's like, let's break the tension. Let's do something weird. Yeah, like, especially like, we're talking about recording albums and someone's gonna get mad at someone and let's. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll take five, but maybe we'll like, I don't know, put a, pull out pots and pans and smack them, yeah, you know, and just see. And we might delete them, but and you know, my favorite way to talk people into that. So obviously, yeah. this is not my podcast. I'm not giving advice, but yeah. I'm gonna give some advice. Give here. the advice. <laughs> I always, if anybody's like, I don't know, man, I kind of just want to like stick to you mm-hmm. know what we're doing. I'll be like, do you want to listen to the same shit or do you want to have something exactly. that nobody can recreate? Exactly. Like that's one of my favorite things is people I've, will be like, oh, I love this guitar tone. It's like, yeah. we don't have this, 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 yeah. and this that they used and we yeah. can't recreate it. Yeah. You know? And if, like, if, if we're, like, we just talked about Death Cab. If someone's, if someone's like, oh, I'm trying to sound like Death Cab. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to mirror what they're doing. And if I have two options, I can listen to Death Cab or I can listen to this band that sounds like Death Cab. I'm just going to listen to Death Cab. Yeah, know? why wouldn't you? Because they're the one that they're trying to see. You know, like... Exactly. And I think... It's, Thank you. Yeah, it's not like... It's not taking away from references. Like, a lot of music... Like every every bit of music that comes out is influenced by something else. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you are them or you should try to be them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, you've got to be your own version. Like, I remember... Um, I remember talking about when I was a paramedic. I, I, I remember when I was learning, and I had a lot of people like that would teach. That they were teaching me as I learned to do that job. And this goes with any job. This is just my example. But um, I had these people teach me, and I, I learned like, oh, I like the way that they did this, or that they talked to this person like this, and. Um, I didn't like the way that they did this or this and then someone else I had the same feelings and I just became a mold of what I liked about what I learned and yeah. didn't do what I didn't like and I think that goes into being a producer or an, a musician or anything is like take away from the people that you like but it doesn't mean you have to be them you know yeah you can get inspiration I think a lot of people miss that mark yeah. of like the difference between Im- like inspiration and like mm-hmm. just imitating somebody mm-hmm. 
and that it's yeah. a it's a fine line too. Yeah. But um, I gotta tell you, I gotta. We already talked about this, but I can't leave it out. Go ahead. We're talking because we're talking about getting weird. Um, <laughs> I've got a um, I've got a project that I'm I'm playing it a little bit, although we've kind of been on hold for a little bit. Um, Are you gonna talk about the vocal thing? Yeah, please do. But um, I didn't want to bring it up in yeah, case it was like yeah. private. But yes, I want to. Yeah, hear about I already that got here. clearance, man. Um, bring it up. But uh, so I'm I'm kind of playing this project right now. We're we're kind of on hold playing planning live stuff right now obviously everything's um, on hold yeah unless this is the first podcast you've listened to and you've been away in the, <laughs> for the last six for months, the last six months. <laughs> i think you're aware of what i'm referring to but um but so we've been we've been riding with this project um uh a guy named joe boynton that was in um a pop punk band from boston called transit um, very sick band, by the way. Very good band. Yes, um, good I miss them. I was always a pop punk guy. I somehow miss them, man. Oh, and now, I, now I go back and listen to these songs. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but he moved down to Charlotte a few years ago with his wife, and um, he's still been doing these songs with a couple guys from up in that area. Um, Matt Morin and do you know of Eve's last name? Oh my god, I've I'm only blanking to on him it. Once. Oh, he's gonna kill me too. I'm gonna send it to him now. <laughs> fucking, fucking shout out Aviator. Yeah. What's up, boys? Um, but so they've been writing these songs together, and they were looking for some guys to play. Um, and I, you know, I, I wanted to get back to playing a little bit, but I, I just use so much creative energy producing that I just don't ever sit down to write songs. Um, so I was, it was perfect to like hey let's have a band where i can just come in and plug in and play and you know i might put my own little style on it but you know and i can also it's cool to like i get to listen to these songs i'm playing like as a listener yeah not as like i wrote them so mm-hmm. i can sit there and be like these are cool songs and i'm not even that biased about it. i write them you know yeah, yeah. but um but so, it's fun that you're still a part of it too yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. that's cool and um so they've written a few new songs recently for it, and Joe and I have been working on the vocal production for them and mm-hmm. recording the the final vocal takes for them. And um, that was the conversation we had. Is Joe Boynt man? He will indulge my weirdness. He will be like, "Yes, let's try this." And what I said earlier too was, he will also be like, "Hey, it's not working." Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was a cool idea. It's not working for this. Which is good. That's a good um, thing. Yeah. Yeah, he'll exactly. ring you in. Yeah. Exactly. But he's willing to try some stuff. And, you know, it's like the first the first song that we did a few weeks ago. Um, I was like, dude, let's let's try this. I'm going to put a mic behind the my upright piano. I'm going to mic the resonance chamber. I want you to lean into the piano and just sing into it. And let's just see what happens. Literally, you mic the guy <laughs> singing through a piano. I mic so, the uh, piano. Yeah. But he sang into it. Yeah. And it's just, it, like, he walked in afterwards, and he was like, dude, that is insane. <laughs> He's out there, like, videoing him doing it. He was like, this is so cool. Yeah. It, it sounded cool, man. It's like, um, it's one of those things, but it's like, it's also one of those things where we look at it as, like, sure, it's miking, like, a reverb. And, like, okay, there's reverb. Plugins. There's a there's million reverb, reverb whatever. plugins or but pedals. But there's not or a reverb plugin that has my piano mic'd in the. You know, in like they room. don't have that setting, yeah. and no other band has ever used that setting because it doesn't exist. You know, like we made something uniquely ours at that moment. 
which was the, I think is the cool thing about doing something weird is that like they don't sell this you know yeah, yeah you can't buy it yeah. if you tried it yeah exactly and I think that that's what I love about taking that moment to just like like you that's a perfect quote let's get weird yeah you know yeah, yeah Jacob does do that with yeah. the songs we've written together he definitely yeah. will stop and say hey I got this idea and sometimes sometimes you don't find it you know sometimes it's like you listen back and you're like oh, that was dumb you know? yeah I do tell people I do tell every client I come, that comes in I'm like I'm gonna have a lot of ideas and not all of them are gonna be good so oh yeah <laughs> whatever I'm, I'm throwing spaghetti yeah. in the wall baby yeah yeah <laughs> We're gonna see what happens, but <laughs> yeah. Well, going off of the getting weird thing, man. Um, do you have any advice for people that might be listening that are thinking about like getting into recording, or yeah. maybe people that are already doing it, like up and comings? Well, I think I think there's two. I guess I guess there's two. I have two different schools of thought on that. Okay. Um, I I well I guess more so in the sense of. Do you mean like people who are just looking to get into recording or people who are looking to get into recording as a career or both? Both. Yeah, do both. Um, just your advice yeah. to somebody that does it. You know. I'd say people who are looking to get into recording, especially if you're a, music, if you're a musician, I, I, do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just do it and don't care if it sounds good or whatever. Like, I almost require people to send me a demo and I do not care if it sounds good. Oh wow. Cuz I'm a producer and I'm not it's not my job to break down what your demo sounds like. It's my job to see the big picture out of what you just sent me. Yeah. And I can see the big picture out of a demo, you know. I'm going to be honest, if somebody sent me a demo that sounded really good, I'd yeah. be like, "Oh shit." Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot uh-oh. of uh-oh. <laughs> This already sounds good. Yeah, stakes are really yeah, high yeah. for me. <laughs> So, Jacob, we're going to interrupt this interview real quick for a new game of high brew or cold brew. You down? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so the point of the game is to guess what I'm describing as cold brew or high brew. Make sense? Um, well, I'm not really sure what high brew is. You'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Just answer cold brew or high brew. It's pretty simple. You ready? Okay, here's the first one. It can come with added protein. Um, cold brew? High brew. It has more antioxidants and twice the caffeine than a normal cup of coffee. Uh, high brew. High brew. It has less acid and sugar than a normal cup of coffee. Cold brew? High brew. It helps support direct trade farmers. Okay, uh, high brew. High brew. It has less environmental impact on our planet. Cold brew. High brew. So, wait, all, all the answers are just high brew. Well, yeah, this is a sponsor ad. And that concludes our game of Cobrew or High Brew, proudly sponsored by, well, High Brew Coffee, an Austin, Texas-based Cobrew company dedicated to serving an elevated coffee experience. Visit www.highbrewcoffee.com and use promo code PIZZAANDBREW for 20% off your order of a 12-pack and get cold brew that doesn't just taste better, but does better. Ship directly to your door. What are they expecting? Yeah. No, but do it. Just get it's so affordable. It's so and like I think there are a lot of people that do it and then they find a new way to write a song. You yeah. know, like they can't play drums, but anyone can program drums and now yeah. you can add drums to this song that you just wrote and then you come to me and I'll call Joe Mustin and he'll give you his shirt. He, he's going to give you his shirt. He's going to help on your song and then he's going to set your warm. metronome. He'll keep you warm. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's my thing. Is just do it like it's affordable as a musician. It's it's good. It's good. It's a new outlet for you. Um, so let's get on the other half of it though. If you are wanting to do it as a career, and like I said earlier, it's not. I don't know that I condone anybody doing like just quit your job and go for it. But I did that. I did that. You know, I think maybe I don't condone it because I don't want them to come come back. I don't want them to come out and be like, you said to quit my job. And I would be like, I'm sorry. I'm so harder. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that that is my thing with it is, and I think this is with any creative thing, is if you want to do it as a career, you should go for it. But you better care about it. Yes. You it better be important to you. Yes. Because it if you're doing a creative thing as a career, the world is gonna beat you down about it. You know Every what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone is gonna look at and this is what made me realize that this was it was right for me to do this as a full time job. Mm-hmm. Is that people would be like you know that like this part of it's gonna be difficult like producers would be like yeah like you know the music industry is like what it is right now we don't even know what's gonna come of it and you know like it's tougher to blah 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 and they were making good points and I was totally undeterred by those points I was like cool this is I'm doing this yeah I'm in yeah and cause I cared about it man it's all like it was all I cared about I remember Working as a paramedic, I would, because when you work as a paramedic, you in between calls, you're you know you have tickets right and things clean or whatever. But other than that, your time it's kind of like being a firefighter. Other than that, your time is your time. Um, and I remember I would sit and watch videos on recording and on acoustics and uh, you know whatever I could take in. I would sit there and watch them. It was just that important to me. And I would come home. I worked night shift. I would come home and I'd set an alarm to wake up early so I could work on this. And I would take mixes and I would like you know like a lot of people do this. They learn like reference their mixes in their car. Yeah. So they can see if they're translating like they just sound good in your room. They sound good in other places. I'd take mixes and I listen to them in the ambulance and <laughs> see how they sound in there. And you know it was that important to me though. And that I think that's my biggest advice like if it's that important to you you should do it but it's got to be that important to you and i think mm. that that's the same same thing with photography or with mm. yes with musicians or with any creative career you know i think the world's going to look at you and be like hey are you sure about this and i think if you're not confident in it, it's going to be tougher for you but if it's if it's what is that important to you then you're you're not gonna care yeah you know like i and we knew like our we had my wife and i conversations like hey this is gonna be tough for a little while like we're gonna be have to work extra and we're gonna be a little broke for a little bit yeah it's gonna be a struggle it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great yeah and we were like but that's okay you know this is like i said what she always said this is what you're supposed to do and you know even in the times where i was like I mean, I, okay, granted, as a husband, had she been like, yeah, you should stop, I'd have been like, cool, I'll stop. Yeah. Like, I meant what I said when I was like, but I also knew this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? And just in the way that I 
I care about it and the way that I my brain works with it I just it, it always felt right to me and I you know you, you can have enough people tell you about secure jobs or whatever and you know, I was just always that person. I was like, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> security. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to spend 40 years working this office job and get to be 60 and be like, man, I wish I'd record music and then die. You know, <laughs> like, what, what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's my biggest thing. You know, I mean, and I think, you know, I know your question kind of goes into two, like, you know about learning this stuff and I could hit on that but you know I think there's a lot of resources for people who want to get into producing or recording I think those exist but just care about it you know care yeah. about it take it slow and it I, I guess the other thing I will say that is kind of along the technical things is if you get into producing and if you get in, especially in, if you get into mixing you're gonna hear people say experience is the most important thing. And I remember hearing that and being like, Yeah, that's cool, but also like what's the formula that like give me give me a trick though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. it can't be all experience, like, you know it's not, yeah. Do I hit like F five and it sounds good <laughs> or like give it to me? And I, I don't I don't even remember when it was, but I remember there coming a point where I was just like, because I think I think it used to be like I'm gonna get nerdy for a minute, but I think it used to be like I would EQ something. Um, for those who don't know what EQ is, the treble knob on your radio in the car is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would EQ something, and like when I first, when I very first started recording, I would look up these things of like on acoustic guitar, you boost here and cut here, or whatever. And like I remember there was a point like early 2010s where I was like that was what I would do is I was like let me google how to do this and then there just came this point all of a sudden where I was like I'm not actually thinking about what I'm doing I'm just doing it mm. you know I'm just making moves and same with producing like because you think you're supposed to yeah 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 I'm just I'm doing something because it's what I hear and it's because I've learned and experienced yeah. this I think everybody gets trapped in that especially with recording where you're like mm -hmm. oh well yeah I mean bass drum like you boost here you cut yeah. here yeah Blah blah blah, and then you're like, "Well, I didn't even listen to it before yeah. I hit it." Like, yeah. you gotta listen to it. Yeah, and it's like it also goes into like, it's it goes into like, oh, you boost this on bass, and it's like, well, maybe like what bass, what amp, what room, like where are yeah. you? What if like you're playing this crazy this bass with this did. crazy yeah, amp? If, like, don't touch yeah. that frequency, you know? Yeah. Um, I like I feel you know like my wife has always done a little bit of photography stuff too and I always always equate it to like you know setting um different settings on the camera like if someone was like this is what you set on the this these are the settings you use always it's like may like where are you yeah are you out in a field in the sun or you what dark room what time of day yeah it's like this but it is it's the same thing as EQing man it's just like maybe it's like what room are you in you know yeah. like what are we using here whose voice is like does this person have a squeaky voice or a deep voice you know yeah um but yeah I mean I think that that I think I think that's my thought is for anyone looking to get into it as a career is one, you know, work at it and get the experience, but two, just, just, I think that's the biggest, 
I think at this point in my career, that's the biggest takeaway, especially being someone who made that jump. And I, like I said, I think this goes for anybody doing something creative. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna make that jump, you should do it. Like like you said, Daniel, it it's not, it works out sometimes. It worked out for me. Yeah. But you better care about it. Yes. It better be you better be passionate about it because yes. no one's gonna. No one's gonna hand it to you, you know. Yeah. Like you gonna have to fight a little bit. And, and, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's gonna be days where you're just ready to be done, and you gotta have that that drive that you know. If my brain is beaten down, that there's still that section of your brain that's like, no, but this is like, what else am I gonna do? This is me. This, this is, is what I, I do. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the biggest part, man. I love that. Yeah, you're a treasure. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's been such a pleasure. Dude, I'm so excited about it. There's, I tell everyone who we interview, there's so much more about this, all our guests that we can fit into a podcast. Yeah. If you have any questions, just obviously, please hit Gage yeah. up. Um, where can we find your internet? What's your website? Yeah, yeah. man. Um, my website is gageowens.com, J-G-E-O-W-E-N-S.com. Um, Going back and, to that branding uh, of your name, right, man. Yeah. the right. one and only Gage Owens in the that's world. Right, the one and only. I did find out today that there is some high schooler na- named Gage Owens. I hate him. I know, man. He's not real. What is he? What is he doing? I bet he's still <laughs> recording. I bet. He's, I bet. He, yeah. I bet <laughs> he's he listening know, right now. <laughs> I bet he doesn't even know how to tune a vocal. <laughs> I bet he doesn't. Um, and uh, I, I do Instagram a lot. Um, I tend to. Um, I tend to talk on Instagram a lot more than anything, but um, so Instagram is Gage underscore Owens underscore. Um, I had the original Gage underscore Owens, but uh, then I decided one day that I was gonna make a personal and a work account, and then I just deleted my personal account. I, and I was yes. like, why do I need two Instagrams? I tell <laughs> everyone that all the time. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's all personal. I mean, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I need a bunch of Instagrams for so. Instagram's Gage underscore Owens underscore. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, man. If you have any questions, please hit Gage up. He does a lot. He talked about a lot with us, but you do a lot more. Um, and learn something. You know what I'm saying? Gage is the man. I'm happy. <laughs> if it wasn't for Jacob, I would have not known. You yeah, know, man. Yeah. You did a recording thing. Um, Absolutely. We have some, you know, we, we this, is, this, is, this is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, know? you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for it. coming out. You know what I'm saying? Drinking all Jacob's beer. That's right. You got <laughs> I bought it for this. Yes. But your inspiration, brother. That's right. I can't wait Thank to see you, what else man. you do, man. Thanks, brother. Cool. Awesome. Hell yeah. Well, please um, subscribe to us everywhere. Please buy High Brew Coffee because we want to not starve and feed ourselves. <laughs> and yeah, support Gage first and foremost. Dang it. And come record with Jacob because he's, he's amazing. That's right. Yes. Go to Gage first because he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Go to Gage. We'll just, hey First. man, let's just collab. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yes. I have two producers. We'll both record at Stephen's place. <laughs> All three good. of us are involved. That's interesting. There you, we go. you pay Daniel uh, to take your photos. Yeah. You get all of us involved. Yes, That's dang right. it. But no, please go follow Gage. We love you so much and have a good day, night, morning, wherever you are right now. Bye. Business owners have a lot to worry about, but now credit card processing doesn't have to be added to the list. 
Vector Payments helps to simplify the payment experience for businesses by offering steady rates, a simplified application process, no fees, and 100% transparency. Vector Payments offers guaranteed lower rates, and if they can't, you'll receive a $100 American Express gift card or donation in your name to a charity of your choice. Visit www.vectorpayments.com for more information, and don't forget to mention that we sent you for a referral bonus. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.